broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Welcome back to Midtown Business Radio. I'm your host, Michael Lauer, with my co-host here, C.W. Hall. How's it going, C.W.? Great to be here. Now, this is a little different for you. Usually uh, over in Gwinnett on Top Docs, your show, correct? That's right. We've been uh, running now for five episodes, I believe. So, yeah, just getting started, having a lot of fun. It's uh, been some great uh, information going out there on the medical side. Right. And you brought these folks in, correct? That's right. I know a couple of them, and then I met a couple (laughs) of them, actually, through our work with Top Doc. So So we're really happy to have them here on the business radio show. Yeah. So if they're boring, it's your fault. That's right. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. Uh, Later on in the show, we'll be visiting with Entropy, uh, with Justin Knott and Kelly Durfee, and then with uh, Nova Time Technology, Kyle Glaive. Uh, But first... From Mountain View Group, we have Tom Ganyu. Did I get that correct? Ganyo. Ganyo. Oh, I knew that, and I just screwed it up again. Close enough. Will you forgive me, right? I forgive you already. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. So tell me a little bit about Mountain View Group and what you guys are doing over there. Sure. Um, Mountain View Group is a 33-year-old uh, company. Uh, we started out as a traditional media production company uh, doing corporate films, educational films, government films. The uh, company was founded in upstate New York, in Schenectady, New York. You can all practice saying Schenectady. I'll let you handle Schenectady. <laughs> oh, you did great. Got it. There it is. So that was about 33 years ago. Um, I joined the company, uh, gosh, 25 years ago, 26 years ago. So you and joined when you were like uh, six or seven? I was a junior in college, actually. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, we um, uh, I joined the company and then bought it eventually with a business partner of mine, Stephen okay. Pruitt. Uh, about six years ago. And uh, now we sort of do three different things. We are still have our legacy business of media production. We do a lot of corporate film for companies like GE, Coca-Cola, Raytheon, Alcon. Uh, we expanded that practice to add a strategic communications arm. And in there, we're really looking at uh, messaging platforms. Uh, we're looking at articulation and amplification of messaging a lot of time we're working with CEOs in the C-suite um, on right. that, uh, on vis- vision and mission uh, communications. And then that also includes our design function. Almost everything we do touches design in some way. Sure. So you do a lot of brand management and campaign targeting, right? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff that touches brand on the external side or you know, touches campaigns, either on internal or external communications in constituencies. So do you find that a lot of your work is uh, video-based? You're doing a lot of uh, just, you know website stuff too or where's the balance of your work mostly you know about i would say about 70 percent of our work touches video in some way sure Um, whether it's in a digital space or right right exactly most of it is in a digital space these days um but more and more we're we're expanding into both the design side and so sometimes we have purely design projects um which could be a traditional design or digital design and then we also have a social and interactive marketing practice. So there we're really looking at digital best practices. We're looking at reputation management. We're looking at digital campaigns, uh, content creation. So you guys kind of expanded your footprint a little bit. Quite a bit, actually. You know, but we found that you know, clients... More, more full service, right? I mean, absolutely. That, that's kind of what clients want nowadays. You know, we call ourselves a creative communications agency. Sure. And, and you know, we, we probably started out calling ourselves a production company. And, right. And that just grew out of customers asking for more and more and more from us. Right. And, and, uh, what like, else can you do? Right. Yeah. Deliver. Deliver, you know, and, and execute. For well, I'm seeing that's kind of a common trend. Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but I also um, 
do some contracting work for a uh, creative agency. And um, I found that they started out as a production company too, and they're really having to expand their footprint. So I, I definitely uh, see a trend uh, going forward in there. So do most of your clients, are they a PR firms now? Uh, most of our, you know, most of our clients we work direct with. So, you know, we're working directly, okay, so you go directly with, to the company. with GE, direct with Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, we have a few agency clients, you know, they fall into two categories. Uh, one would be like the PR firms or employee engagement firms. And then there we're working with them on internal and employee engagement communications. And then we also work with more traditional advertising agencies or or whatever that is these days sure. on television commercials. We we still produce television commercials. So um, I'm finding that a lot of um, clients are, aren't really understanding that you still need to hire this stuff out instead of using, you know, my cousin in the basement with his camcorder and his iPhone, right? I mean, the barrier to entry, especially with the birth of YouTube, has, has, has dropped incredibly. So speak to that a little bit and how it's still important, you know, and you guys are still relevant in this age and the well, evolution of the industry, that kind of thing. You know what? I, I'd like to think that we're technology agnostic. I mean, I think right. what really counts and what's always counted in this business is sort of content creation and storytelling. And, you know, we've honed that practice and, and we're good at it. And I think our customers come to us because we get their business. We can tell their stories. We can tell them in interesting, sure. dynamic, engaging ways that's going to connect with their audiences. And that to me is the biggest difference between your cousin Vinny in the basement with the camcorder. Right. Is I, I just don't know that that cousin Vinny, which he may be really talented, <laughs> exactly. you know, has, has sort of honed the the storytelling skills, and he may be able right. to operate his iPhone and take a cool video or a Vine or something. But he but does he have the pieces to put together a great story? Exactly, and and we find now too is um you can still tell the difference between professional quality production and amateur quality production. Uh, and yeah, good ideas are king, but creative is only creative if it works, if it hits at what you're aiming it at, right? Yeah, I mean, you got I mean, which is all about, you know, the the front end stuff. To me, that's all about the discovery stuff. So figuring out, okay, what what is the story? What's the way that we can tell this story that's going to connect with your audience? That's going to that's ultimately going to make the call to action whatever sure. that is. You know what's going to make them make a decision? Absolutely. Now you're not just focused on advertising only, though. Is that correct, or is it just going to be more focused on an outbound ad? It's you, you talked about producing film for your for your clients. Are, are, is there some internal pieces that they would be doing for, say, conventions or meetings that they're having for their own internal purposes? Absolutely. A lot of what we do actually is for either employee engagement or internal audiences. So it could be, there could be, uh, you know, a major reorganization at a company and the CEO and has to communicate that to whatever, 30,000, 40,000, 100,000 employees. And so we'll go out with, you know, a campaign to, to communicate that across all, all parts of the business. Um, we might be doing, uh, you know, some, you know, benefits communications uh, is big. And then we also work with a lot of companies on their sustainability communications and their sustainability efforts. And that's that's sort of one of our niche areas these days. You're working with some really large companies. I'm looking at the website right now and, and 3M, Coca-Cola, IBM, and on and on. How are these companies finding Mountain View Group? You know, it is a business of referrals and sort of personal touch points. I'd like to think that you can pick up the phone and, you know, and call an IBM and, and get through, but that's just really hard. Yeah. Very relationship. It's hard to make, really, it's hard to make that yeah. first call. And, you know, 
how we've grown our business and how why we've been around for 33 years is a lot of times is you work with somebody and they refer you to somebody or they leave that company they're and they right go to another one, company right. and so you just keep expanding that web but you know um you know we certainly do have a business development function and we certainly do are always looking for new customers and finding unique ways to to pull them in um but it is largely a referral Based well, and, and to your point, I mean, you got to, you know, nurture that existing relationship, too. I mean, you can't have them walking away unhappy because you want that repeat business. I mean, repeat business keeps the doors open, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, you know, producers are, you know, those are our, our main work workhorses, right. if you will. And, you know, and, and we, we tell them all the time and everyone in the company, everyone is in business development because, you know, you're only as good as your last project. You're only as good as your yeah. last sale. And so, you know, that's where we believe that we excel. Flawless execution and delivery for our customers. We make our customers look good. They want to come back to us. They want to refer us out. And, and that's how we get the work over. You've got to be buttoned up. You've got to be on the ball at all times. And you can't drop a communication. You've got to cover your own end on things. And uh, clients, I mean, I find that they um, don't know what they want, but they know what they don't want. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, that's more, true. more than anything, it's just about making them look good and you know and i'm a people pleaser by nature so that comes easy to me but you know i just want them to feel awesome about the experience you know of working with mountain view and that's sort of what we've you know put across our culture so i, I find that sometimes uh when a company um tries to get a message across um it seems kind of fake and, and disingenuous how do you keep authenticity in uh in the things that you do for your clients well it, it's not always easy um but you know for us, it's always getting back to the core is, you know, looking at the audience and saying, okay, what do you want the response to be? Because if you want the response to be X and you're delivering something that doesn't equate to X, then, then there's going to be a disconnect. So, so for us, it's just always about hammering back to, you know, those key messages, the really what is the impact you want? And, 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 and working with clients to get there. It isn't always easy because it's easy to be safe. You know, it's easy to have canned messages that you put out there, but that doesn't resonate. That does not resonate with audiences today. It especially doesn't resonate with the millennial audience. It's all about hitting that market that you want to hit, not just the theoretical eyeball. It's about hitting that right person at the right time and, and getting that response, right? Right. And right person, right time, right platform, the one, sure. the, where they want to receive that message and that you're hitting the right, you know, the right message. You talk about, you know, really focusing on pleasing your client and following through and executing for them. But uh, the the results of your work is evidently speaking for itself because the website, again, is talking about uh, 550 awards or so. Talk a little bit about some of the awards your your production team and your group have put together. Well, you know, we don't get into the work for the awards. It's it's nice to win awards for our clients. Of and course. Our, you know, and our clients love to show off some bling, as we like to say, and, I'm sure. and, and on their wall of fame and maybe show their bosses at their annual review time. But, uh, um, you know, we, we win a lot of uh, regional, national, international awards. Uh, actually, just yesterday I got noticed that we won a special jury award of the from the Cine Awards for a piece that we did for GE. Oh, and, congratulations. And that was a really um, – it had won a Cine Golden Eagle previously. Sure. It, they came back and they voted for a special jury award in the following year. That's so. awesome. That's quite so, an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah and, that's why I, I, you know, mentioned that just because not so much from a, you know, braggadocious perspective, but when a client's listening to us right now and they're, you know, learning about Mountain View Group, it, it, obviously you you've proven 
you know, many times over now based on your awards and then, of course, your repeat customers that they're going to get an excellent product and excellent service and a relationship with your company. Definitely some ROI on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And and it's fun to do. It's a fun fun path to go down with, with clients. Well, I can tell you're passionate about it, and I can tell that you guys are obviously good at it um, based on the awards and everything. So where can folks go to learn more about you guys? Well, uh, you can always start with our website, which is uh, www.mountainviewgroup.com. That's all spelled out. That's probably the best place. And you can call me anytime. Twitter or Facebook? Uh, Twitter, MVG Tweets, and Facebook. You'd have to search that. Cause <laughs> but you're on it. You're on Facebook. We're on Facebook, yeah. definitely. We're definitely on Facebook. Before we grab one of our next groups, because obviously we've got a full slate today, but uh, any kind of message that you would like to really you know, get along to the listener out there today about Mountain, group, Mountain View Group? You know, I think that, you know, what I'd say is, is you know, we're always looking to help new new groups of customers and i think that you know what we bring to the the party is flawless execution we handle really big complex projects very well and and you know we focus on storytelling and 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 getting and getting the right message out to the right people right platform right time larger small company if they got a message they need to get they can call yeah, you yeah i mean our sweet spot is certainly in in the in the mid-size to large companies okay. sure but but absolutely. Everyone's got a story, and you, you know how to tell it. Yes. Thank you. Great. <laughs> well, how would you feel about hanging out with us while we visit with our next guest? Absolutely. Love to hear it. All right. Uh, next up from Entropy LLC, we have Justin Knott and Kelly Durfee. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Did Thank I, you did for I having us on. Oh, did, I, did I pronounce that right? Entropy, is that right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Great. That is correct. So uh, tell me a little bit about Entropy and what you guys are doing for folks. Absolutely. Well, we're kind of new to the game so to speak so we don't have the impressive backstory like mountain view group does but uh we're in a nutshell we're a healthcare marketing firm that consults physicians practices um using various marketing methods to improve profitability that includes office to office marketing as well as social media pr and philanthropy that's how i met you yep <laughs> uh, actually yeah absolutely <laughs> top, docs top radio, docs radio one of your clients uh you know kind of facilitated our, our getting introduced here. So we thought Absolutely. it'd be great to get the word out about what you do. Absolutely. And we're very grateful so for we, it. So we have one satisfied client yeah, on the air. Go. <laughs> that's that's got to count for something. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a good start. So speak to some of the challenges. I mean, uh, healthcare, that's a pretty niche market. Absolutely. And with some oh, yeah. very specific challenges. Um, and there are specific challenges, especially our approach to marketing. It's um, very personal. It's very personal to our clients and very personal to their referral systems. So the challenge is, you know, as physicians go, they're extremely busy. Is getting in front of them and actually talking about the message and not and not selling something. We're actually talking about services our clients provide in the sense to patients they can relate. And I think it's just finding the time to get these physicians together and, and what approach we think works best. Absolutely. And the, and like you said, with it being a niche market, the, I mean, the landscape is changing and it's changing every day, especially with uh, Obamacare out there and, and people being kind of uncertain of what the next move is. And so I think it's definitely essential to have a dynamic approach and use all of the kind of tools in the tool belt, so to speak, sure. to um, really create something in, in that um, suits each client specifically. Right. Because uh, everyone's different. Everybody's looking for something different. And so we try to make sure that our approach um, is tailored to that client for what they want and, and help them uh, improve uh, their revenues and grow their practice. Because we want to make sure it's an investment. They're making right. an investment. Absolutely. And we want there to be a return on that investment. Sure. 
Well, I mean, there's no magic bullet, right? I mean, there's no, so many different avenues, not. and all of them have, serve a specific purpose. Absolutely. So, I mean, you guys consult a lot too. I mean, you you can't you can't just give someone a proposal and say, "Here, this is going to work for you." I mean, you have to have a conversation with them. Oh, absolutely, and and that's kind of where our company is a little different than um, other healthcare marketing firms. You know, in my experience, though it may be brief, I watched a lot of different web marketing companies come through, and they have their purpose that they serve, but they lack the um, personal relationships. And, and like you said, there is no magic button to, to get back there and create these relationships, but it takes a lot of watching and learning and just putting in the time. I mean, like any company. Right. So how did this start? How did this idea generate? Well, um, I after college, I really was um, feeling the pull to a more urban environment, and I moved to Atlanta, and then shortly after, started working with a very large group of surgeons. And um, in in order to keep the referral system coming, you know, there was constant office to office marketing, and it it, it impacted me so because I could see with just very brief marketing in one week the actual referral turnaround. You know, the questions from the referring physicians would go directly to the physicians that are taking care of their patients. And the gratitude that the referring physicians felt, you know, they could ask these questions. They felt like their patient was getting taken care of and they had someone to represent them, as well as put both physicians together in a room. Um, and it, it just amazed me how fast these referral turnarounds come. And, and I thought that that's what the big, you know, web marketing companies aren't paying attention to. You know, we're here, we're in the offices with these physicians. And no one's doing that now. And I thought, you know, we need to, to create this. And um, as well as the social media platform goes, you know, I really took control of that as well. And, and I saw that it really helps to have someone in the office talking about the issues that are going on, reaching out to local Elena hospitals that you saw that nurse that day or that physician that day. And we can discuss these things. So that idea just kind of took approach and we thought, let's take advantage of this. You know, let's Absolutely. Really and I have something that works. Coming in and out of Orlando, I have actually a uh, background in early stage investing. So I got to see okay. kind of a lot of companies come up, a lot of companies be successful, a lot of companies fall flat, and really found essentially the, the three things that any good business needs, especially early on, is a powerful idea, good market timing, and passionate people to run it. Well, you definitely and, have those three things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Especially the timing part and right. the passion. I and can that's see that, big the big thing. And, is huge and right now. we really kept bouncing this idea back and forth. And, and uh, she was already in this marketplace and in a growing healthcare community in Atlanta. And as we kind of bounced it back and forth, like you said, the timing was just impeccable. And we're like, well, let's do it now. I mean, it, the, the market's ready for it. And there's really nobody, there's not many people out there doing that what we call kind of old school office to office building Absolutely. those relationships. It's a very old fashioned yep. approach. Everybody seems to be, you know, because I'm from a physician practice myself. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we know that from you know getting to know each other a little bit uh, when we first met after Dr. Puglisi came on yep. as, a, as a guest <laughs> yeah. on Top Docs Radio. So, but uh, you know, it's surprising how you know closed really a lot of the offices are as it relates to meeting other physicians oh, yeah. in the in the community. So when you walk into a practice, are you? Coming in, you know, using Dr. Puglisi as an example, mm -hmm. um, are you from Puglisi's office when you come in to uh, to make your introduction? Or, you know, you, when you're looking to form that relationship, is it to bring them together with, with the physician you're there representing that day? Absolutely. Or, um, uh, how, how does that flow for you? Um, absolutely. Um, we always represent that personal physician. And I mentioned I was in a large practice with many surgeons. You come on behalf of the physician they're referring to. Mm -hmm. Take it small base. You know, we, you come in and you talk to them. I'm coming from Dr. So-and-so's office. Right. I'm coming here to discuss this procedure. You know, you know, you referred to over last month. We wanted to discuss if you had any questions, concerns. And it's really building the relationship as well with the front desk. You know, you, they have to know who you are and why you're there. 
and not just someone coming to talk about themselves. You know, it has to have a purpose, and, and that's our biggest thing with these positions. And it's great, too, um, because it gives us an opportunity, like you said, it's kind of twofold. One, we're there representing our client, yes. but we're there building our book, so to speak, as well, of those existing relationships with those general practitioners especially, because when we have a, a research project that we're representing or another client that we're representing, we're going to be coming back to those same physicians, and they're going to recognize us. They're going to know us. They're going to know that we're working with physicians in the community and that we're, like I said, directly with those physicians. Sure. We're not selling anything. We're bringing to them um, somebody else that we're kind of being that liaison for them to build that relationship. So it kind of helps in both senses, helps right. build theirs, and it helps build our, our business Absolutely. as well. Right. Well, it's, it's got to be, you know, not necessarily like a linear connection. It's more like a spider web, right? It really so is. Absolutely. You find that yep. you're, you're, when, you know, when you branch with CW, I mean, you may, yeah. you know, tie him to Puglisi, but you may find, you may see someone else that all three of them can connect to. So it's oh, not yeah. just, you yeah. know, a, a one-off kind of thing. You're, you're building relationships here. Absolutely. And oh, we yeah. don't want to be known for our certain clients, like, oh, she's coming on behalf of Dr. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. We want to be a source that each, you know, the consumer, the referral, and the client can think, oh, why don't you give Entropy a call? I'm sure they know someone we can refer to yep. with, um, you know, oncology or any or any kind of spe- specialty. And that's really our big thing. We don't want to be known specifically for our clients, but we do want to properly represent our oh, clients. Oh, yeah. And be known... Um, and be selective about that as well, because we want to be known as mm-hmm. if somebody wants to reach out to mm-hmm. us that we know the best, um, the best. otolaryngologists. We know the yeah, best right. Um, right. Um, bone cancer surgeons. We know the best spine surgeons just all across the board, podiatry, that we're known that we represent those clients yeah, that bring the best to the business. For, you know, where exactly. to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We, that's we do choose our clients as well as they choose us. Oh, yeah, reason. absolutely. Well, you've got to be picky because, you, you, you know, you are who you hang out with, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. And it's just it, sometimes it's just not a good fit for either side and that's a big thing about building a relationship with that client um both for the social media side and um for the door to door um like your previous guest was saying is we can only be as effective as what we know about our client i mean if we're representing an infectious disease practice well what kind of patients are they seeing and and in that what is an infectious disease practice and so that's the big thing is making sure when we sit down with these people if it's not going to be a good fit for them, just like it isn't for us, sure. then, I mean, hopefully we can point them in a direction to, right. to find somebody that will be a good fit. Well, you got to find their pain points, too. I mean, who do oh, they yeah. need and what do they Absolutely. need? And how do you go about doing that? Um, well, it's it's interesting. Each client we take on, we study. We study books. We study research for each practice so that when we're speaking to the doctors, um, we know what we're going for and we know how to talk about it. Um, so it's a lot of studying and it's a lot of watching and learning, but uh, you know, we've even watched surgeries. We scrub in on, on those kind of things just to see how the whole process goes. And I think the more knowledge we soak in and then apply our, our marketing methods to it all, it just seems Absolutely. to be the best. Well, yeah. Success. If you know the minutia and all the details and when you go back and look at the world view of it, I mean, you can kind of do your jobs a little better, right? Oh yeah. Well, oh, yes. cause we are so out there. It's kind of rare for, com- for companies to kind of get in, in the, involved that deeply, right? Yeah. And it, and you know, physicians just don't want to hear a young girl come in and talk about the practice. They want to hear why you're here for this specific, you know, whether it's laryngopharyngeal reflux or, or whatever you're in for, and they want to hear the specifics of it and how we Because they're, I mean, they're assuming, as we are, we're representing that physician. And so they're going to ask us a question <laughs> you know. about yeah. diabetic ulcers, and they expect an <laughs> you answer. You have to have a good yeah, exactly. answer. Yeah, exactly. answer, yeah. Because we're speaking on our physician's behalf. Right. So, I mean, we definitely want to want to feel like we're ahead of the curve education-wise when we go in there as Absolutely. well. So we can speak um, to, I mean, we can represent our clients well. 
Now, how hard is it to get in front of the doctor? I know you kind of spoke of like how you guys kind of go about getting in front of the doctors, but that's got to be kind of a challenge, right? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is a challenge. And for anyone listening that works at the front desk, please be nice to anyone that comes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, it really is just t- keeping a positive attitude, too. Now, you're there for a job, but they're also there for a job. So, you know, they protect their doctor from, you know, they're busy. They're in clinics. They're seeing and patients. They probably and see, you know, a couple of you guys a day, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So more than that, it's literally Oh, it's a revolving time. door. Yeah, As you know, all the time. Oh, yeah. And when you're seeing a patient, it's your patient. And that's what our whole, sorry, that's what our whole company is built on is how we how the doctors treat the patient. So we understand if you don't want to leave a patient, come speak to us. But we definitely create the relationships with that front desk. And it, it never <laughs> helps bring a little incentive by or a, yeah. little, a little treat, especially if we've been in there a few times. Uh, know what um, they like now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> know and who's the, on when. And that, is, I mean, they do. They, they do um, are the gatekeeper, so to speak, to those physicians. And, and so they're definitely imperative to build the relationships with those front desks along with the physicians because we're going to be spending a lot of times in those offices and with, they're going to see our face a well. lot. Sure. Well, how, what other ways can you di- differentiate yourself from other people trying to get past the quote-unquote gatekeeper? I mean, because they see it's, – it's just so easy for them to say, sorry, they're busy, they can't see anybody. And then, you know, you can't really say anything after that, right? I mean, they have patients, people are sick. You know, so what do you do? Um, I think it's it, it depends on the situation, but you, you come in and you approach it differently. A smile goes a really long way. And like you said, if they say they're busy, then you ask who isn't busy. And, okay. and, and the point is to speak to the doctor and the person or the referral coordinator or office manager. So you present the idea of why you're there. I'm not here representing so-and-so. I'm here to talk about this procedure. And, and they get a little mind flustered, too. They don't sure. know what you're talking about. So they'll say, here, let me connect you with the referral coordinator. Okay. And, and that's the point. We want to get back there. And also, we ask a lot about our front desk. We, we try to know who... Who they are as well, you know, their family, and, and really yeah. kind so of you, create a personal knowing a relationship. First name so goes you, a long you way can't as well. just be experts on the field that you're going to talk about. You get the experts on the people that you're talking with, and, and that's important because they are just as important in many ways in connecting us to physicians. You know, whether it's their physicians or other physicians. I mean, it's really we want respect from them. We have to provide the same respect. Absolutely. Do you find this is pretty common, CW, with uh, with doctor offices and that kind of stuff? Yes, it's it's difficult just because for what we talked about earlier when they get approached literally between pharmacy mm-hmm. representatives oh, yeah. and then also equipment uh, representatives yeah. that are coming in. It's literally, it's I can't tell you, I'm yeah. coming in to yeah. do the same thing that mm-hmm. they're talking about. I'm coming in to talk about Dr. Schwegman, not talking about buying a service. Yep, You've got sure. patients who need our specialists. Um, so we don't have anything to sell, but yet we get lumped in. I'll, I can't tell you how many times I'm either walking in right behind somebody in a suit oh, yeah. carrying oh, a, yeah. a bag or, you know, there's one or two coming in as I'm leaving. So it's yeah. literally a parade all day long. Oh, so yes. it's very difficult. And you really have to be careful in your approach and be, Absolutely. you know, uh, very professional and and be clear. I'm not I'm not here to sell you anything. Sure. We have we're here to talk about the patients that you serve and, and they're going to need this particular specialist right. at some point. We want to yep. introduce you to that. And there's some regulations kind of clamping down on this, too. Right. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, especially Big brother if you're in the pharmaceutical representative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, our clients are very supportive as well, and that's a big a big benefit we have, and that's why we are selective about our clients. You know, having their support, some, they join us many times. And when a physician comes in, that boosts, you know, your access to the back, or they'll give a call because they want us to be there and they want us to talk. So I think it's important to yeah, do That's it. great, yeah, because it's obviously it's, it's extremely effective when you have somebody with their white coat on that's an, <laughs> with an MD in their in their name walking in next to you and saying, oh, you already referred to us that's or we would help, like yeah. you as a new f- referral. And then they're having an eye-to-eye conversation with that physician 
about, hey, this is what I'm doing, yeah. and I would love if you see somebody um, with this ailing them, if you'll send it over to me, I'll try to reciprocate that. So I, mean, I guess you kind of find that your clients become your biggest advocates too, right? Absolutely. I mean, OCW thinks you hung the moon, right? Because you're helping him meet people, and he's meeting people, but he's also going to help you meet people too. I mean, so you, you find that, Absolutely. that web kind of yeah, and we will. Right? Yeah, and it just it's kind of a back and forth what, what we can do for them and what they can do for us, and I mean that's how we're definitely, especially early on, you grow organically. Is sure. You need those people out there in the community being, like you said, your advocate, and then you do what you can to reciprocate that for them. Well, you got to be on your game at all times to keep them as your advocates, right? You can't, yeah. you oh, can't yeah. afford to drop the ball anywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. And as Tom said before, your previous guest about it really is a referral based system, and I think any good business is a referral based system, mm-hmm. and that's how it should be. You don't want to be overselling yourself or. Or trying to drive in clients you don't want. One I'm bad yeah. review. That's all. And we is. hope it that is. our work speaks for itself. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you introduced yourself to me through a social media site. Uh, you know, around the the time whenever I was having Dr. Piglisi on as a guest mm-hmm. on Top Docs Radio, and and so obviously the social media side of things, particularly in the medicine, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised. You know, actually by the number of guests that <laughs> yeah. I've had on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you on Twitter? No. Yeah. Uh, are you yeah. on Facebook? No. It's surprising. Um, so I mean, it's obvious still just now kind of taken off in this particular space but for for you and your and what you're trying to do with your clients it sounds like you, you kind of guide them in that direction and help them really begin to expand their reach uh, through the Absolutely. social media sites particularly since it's a free free media i mean it's it is free, free yeah. Yeah. perfect so much, yeah. free media and the social media is important to us because you know we're thinking very small business we're thinking about connecting through twitter like we did with you um, to local physicians and, and local communities and local hospitals. And you really get your message out there, like you said, free media. But it's not only growing your audience and numbers, but it's the interaction. You know, so what? You have so many, so many followers, but how many people care about what you're saying and yeah. how many mm-hmm. people yep. relate to your business? It's it has all to be the number as opposed to yep. just the amount. Yeah, of it has to right. be a return on investment. They have Absolutely. to be, you know, that, that helps you be on their mind. And that's half of the referral is, is just being absolutely. in the forefront of their oh, mind yeah. when they see right. this they're going to think of one of your clients yeah. Yeah. and that's not even healthcare dependent do you guys do um, things uh, clients that are not healthcare centric or do you guys stick to pretty much that, that um, area yeah absolutely yeah. we're open to, to different businesses as far as social media goes yeah the um, office obviously the office to office style marketing is, is more healthcare focused sure. because that's where it's most effective but right. when it comes to the social media or the PR we really do think that that our approach and our principles can really um Translate, kind of reach across right. and translate really well to other industries. So, so any business listener that's listening today that wants to try to kind of expand their reach, particularly through the social media mm-hmm. sites, you can kind of help optimize their approach and how to interact and, oh, yeah. and where they should be, that kind of thing. Absolutely. We would we would love to sit down with them. And, and like we've said before, the big thing is getting that person-to-person, face-to-face meeting so we can make sure that we connect and we understand what their vision and their goal is. But yeah, we would absolutely love to help. Especially out-of-pocket businesses. You know, when you're doing healthcare, infectious disease, or different kind of practices, you know, these people are coming in for, for different reasons, but plastic surgeons, restaurants. Social media is a really good way of, of, of you know, business to consumer. So and I it's think that, that uh, approach. The, the Google search result, which everybody yeah. loves. And that's, I mean, if you're not that's out important. there on those it social is. media platforms, I mean, you're just... Bottom you're, of the list. Yeah, exactly. And... Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just increasing that visibility is sure. huge, even in Google search results, because everybody, that's just that's such a, people, a, a people word that's out there all yeah, the time. Right. Absolutely. In my physician liaison role, I'd really had been focused heavily on the office to office contact mm-hmm. and almost exclusively and really very little in the social media side mm-hmm. until I got to 
you know, yeah, working absolutely. on Top Docs Radio, and then I, you know, obviously needed to really yeah, expand the reach. Oh, hey, yeah. everybody listen. Right. Yep. Um, so that's what really began to get me involved in the social media side, just to beginning to get to know that. But as I've done that, I've also seen a little bit of what you're talking about. It's not just physician to physician, which mm-hmm. is great, obviously, but yep. I, I'm impressed by the number of patients or, or people who have used a particular community resource like, say, Breast Cancer Survivors Network. Right. Their mm-hmm. followers follow them oh, closely. Yeah. They Absolutely. pay very much They're attention. Dedicated. It's important to them. Yeah, I mean, they pay attention right. to what they have to say. Oh, so yeah. it's obviously a great place to reach straight sure. to patients even to get messages there. And I think a big thing, too, with the social media is, like we said, it's always a return investment. I noticed through my experience with doctors, social media pricing from different companies has gone so high, and it, it doesn't have a profit payout as much. You sure. know, you're not receiving these patients every month to to justify charging so much money. So I think you also have to scale it down a bit and, and really put affordable price on it. And we know? definitely try to think outside of the box. I don't, not many people really crack the code on how to monetize those social medias and mm-hmm. especially in, and it works um, some more in others, but in some specialty, you can really reach directly out to your existing um, patient base or new patient base and offer them those incentives to, to come in and to come see you and, and uh, I think that's really where you can get that kind of ROI in the social media area as well that you r- really hasn't been seen yet. Sure. Yeah. So where can folks go to learn more about you guys? Uh, that's a great question. Um, how do they get in touch with you? Business, business to business stuff. How, how do they? How do they get you as a? Um, our emails are honestly the best. The yeah, best our emails thing. and our, our LinkedIn's as well. I mean, that's so common nowadays, and, and everybody's. Um, my LinkedIn is uh, just LinkedIn.com, I think, slash IN, slash uh, Justin D. Knott. And then my, my Twitter handle, you can reach out to me on there. That's Justin D. Knott. And then my email and two is... two T's on Knott, right? And it's K- K-N- K-N- yeah, K-N-O-T-T. K-N-O-T-T, yes. And then my email is Justin at Entropy, I-N-T-R-E-P-Y dot com. And my email is Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, <laughs> at Entropy, I-N-T-R-E-P-Y dot com. And um, as my LinkedIn as well as Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, uh, Durfee, D-U-R-F-E-E. So, a little strange name, but if you pronounce it the way <laughs> yes. it sounds, it'll come out. It's very right. phonetic. So for you, as we're getting ready to uh, meet one of our next guests, what, what would you like, you know, messages that you think that your listeners here would really benefit? You know, what, what points Resonate you really like them, to drive, yeah. tr- drive home to them? Um, I mean, that we're – I mean – we're out here in the community now. It's, I mean, we're a new company and we're excited to grow and we really do believe in what we're seeing right now and what we've seen in the past is that this is effective. The office-to-office um, personal growing um, these practices is working and we would love to work with, um, work with people in the community and, um, I mean, we love them to help us grow and, and hopefully we can do the same to them. So yeah. you're new, new as an entity, but not new to the business. Not That's new to the business. Yeah, new to the, business. No, yeah, new to the business. entity. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, new as an entity, but definitely not new to the business. Not yeah. new to the you guys business. know what you're doing. You just start yes. to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Good point to now. make sure yeah. they know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> distinction. Great. Well, well next up on Midtown Business Radio, we have Kyle Glave with Nova Time Technology. How's it going? Very well. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. So uh, we were a little worried that you weren't going to make it, but you got here just in time. I did. You know, I was fighting traffic a little bit. And, it's uh, traffic's terrible it, around Atlanta, here. right? Yeah. Driving you on get some away sidewalks, from crossing some yards. <laughs> well, you know, that's the nice thing about having a smaller car, right? <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. How do you fit in a small car? People can't see him. He's like, what are you, like 6'6"? Six, six? Uh, close, 6'4". Yeah. How do you fit in a smaller car? Do you fold yourself up? Like, uh, no, you just uh, uh, take GTI, the back seat out. Man, and you that slide thing, it. Uh, Jack could fit in a GTI. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. A lot 
lot of people sit there and go, well, you know, the size of your car, and, and CW knows because he has one also, but there's a lot of leg room in that vehicle. Mm. It's uh, surprising how much room you have in that vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be calling you for royalties, VW. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So tell me a little bit about Novatime Technology. Sure. Uh, Novatime Technology, really to kind of put it in a nutshell, we're an enterprise software development company. We're based out of Diamond Bar, California, which is uh, just east of L.A., about 15, 20 minutes east of L.A., what they call the Inland Empire area of California. And uh, we, we develop what is called workforce management solutions. And as the name implies, uh, you're trying to manage your workforce. And and how do you go about doing that? And what we do is we uh, develop this software. It's basically automated time and attendance. So you're, you're taking and tracking your employees' time or their exceptions to time, and you're streamlining those processes and creating efficiencies. A lot of organizations out there, they, they might be using paper-based uh, right. ways of trying to track their employees and their time. So um, how... How do you differ, differentiate yourself from more of the amateur kind of things like Toggle and, and sites like that that kind of do you know rudimentary time tracking? What other benefits do they have for uh, going with you guys? Yeah, so uh, be, because we're an enterprise software solution, we, we have a lot of features and functionality that are built into the system. We're not just tracking that time, but, sure. but you can also report against that uh, and really any aspect of it. So if you're trying to track and keep and manage people's overtime, uh, you can actually generate reports from that. You can also take any of that data and extract it and put it into other formats. You can extract it and put it uh, out into Excel or HTML or PDF. Right. Uh, also, if you have other business analytics-type solutions in place and you want to do some additional data mining, you can just take any of that data within that database and be able to pull that in and, and do additional analytics around that. So, yeah, I was say, so you guys are doing a lot of analyzing, not just uh, you know, getting the data, but you figure out different ways that people can look at it and to fit their needs, right? I mean, that's the important part of it. Correct. Absolutely. You know, um, and as uh, organizations uh, become larger and you, and you have, let's say, an employee population of 10, 20, 30, 40,000 employees, how do you track that? Yeah, that's you a know, lot. You've, you've got a lot of different pay groups, a lot of different employees within that particular type of organizations, and, and uh, pay rates may change for an employee if they move from one job uh, transfer over to another and how do you track that so by having an enterprise solution that allows you to do that and a lot of it comes into the setup and the configuration on the front end it's only as good as the data that you put in correct so if you do right. a really good job in configuring and setting up that system it, it ends up pretty much managing itself so, so does it let you begin to kind of somewhat centralize say you've got a widely dispersed geographic company that lets you sort of centralize some of those functions so that it's not so disjointed and someone over here is doing this, someone over here is doing that. And as you talked about, some of the data points that are important to your company's you know, impacts on profitability, for example. You talked about overtime management as a, as a big one. For a company that's contemplating spending money on software like this, it, at front, up front it can look like, wow, it's, it's, a, it's an investment to purchase enterprise software. But at the same time, things you know with the reporting that you're talking about and analysis that you can do on the data, you can start to really drill down on places where a company can significantly drop large portions of money straight to the bottom line yeah. without increasing revenue. You're plugging a lot of leaks here. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, the interesting thing is it's one of the few pieces of software that there is a very definable ROI on. You can, right? you can literally see the, you know, the red circled number at the Kohl's receipt and how much you saved, right? Absolutely. So, you know, uh, as I mentioned, talking about just tracking overtime, right? You can literally generate reports and you can set a threshold, let's say, on uh, Wednesday of every week who's approaching overtime. That overtime report can uh, be generated based on let's say, approaching 32 hours. And then uh, you have, let's say, Joe or, or Sally 
who's uh, actually scheduled to work the rest of that week and you know that they're approaching overtime, you can give them some time off and give some other people that maybe don't have as many hours to, to fill in those positions. But, yeah, it, it, it's pretty amazing the ROI that is very definable that you can see within a piece of software like this. So what kind of companies you know, do you have currently have using it, and uh, who are you trying to look for that this really fits best for? Well, we, we've uh, currently we've got over fifteen thousand clients worldwide. All right, so, so, you, so start naming them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, all of them, starting from A. Right? A, of course, <laughs> alphabetically. No, it, it ranges anywhere. Uh, you know, the system is very scalable. So we have some clients that maybe have ten employees on it. I primarily focus on the entire eastern region and really enterprise accounts. And what that means for us is any any organization that has a thousand employees or more. And we have organizations like uh, I, I worked with last year, Humana, uh, okay. Fortune 100 company. Yeah, you know they got about 50,000 employees that they're they're located all over North America, including Puerto Rico and in uh, Canada. And of course, you, you know each area like Canada has some very unique pay rules as well as Puerto Rico. And you need need to have a system that is able to be uh, able to track those sure. differences. Uh, but also then keep those separate because they might have separate divisions, and you may not want to see uh, one division seeing what the other division can do. Uh, but we've got that. We got San Francisco 49ers uh, to to name That's another cool. client. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some big time folks that are coming to your company. It's a privately held company. You're going in a marketplace where there's some pretty big Goliaths walking around there that everybody knows to go to right away. But there's some value to coming to a company like yours. You have a whole lot more flexibility as a privately owned firm. Obviously, you've got a pretty broad book of clients, but still, you're a you're a, a, a for all a better way of saying it, a small company, if you Boutique. will, you you have you have the ability to maybe refine things down and be flexible with your approach for a, a client that may have some specific needs. Absolutely, CW, and that's that's one thing kind of helps separate us from a lot of the other vendors that are out there. We are we are a little bit smaller. We are, uh, but it allows for a lot of flexibility on our end to be able to work with the client, provide them a solution exactly what they need, instead of saying, "Well, here's what we have. Let's try and hammer <laughs> this, in. this in." Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's let's try and hammer this in there and see if it's going to work for you. You know, we, we uh, because we have over 15,000 clients worldwide, we've kind of quietly gone about this. We haven't acquired any other companies. We develop everything in-house, and we support everything in-house. And as Tom had mentioned earlier with Mountain View, we get a lot of referrals. We haven't done a lot of advertising over the years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we get a lot of clients, they, they use the system, they love the system, they may go somewhere else, or they, they end up referring a friend or a colleague that they have uh, in, a, in another organization. Sure. We also do, uh, there's there's really three major conferences uh, a year that we do, also some regional ones, but uh, the American Payroll Association is one that I was just up at uh, Minneapolis last week that we always have a booth. We've been there since pretty much day one. Uh, the SHRM, which is Society of HR Management, is another one that we do, and the HR Tech is another big one. And, uh, you know, these are, these are places where people are actually looking for solutions. That's what I was going to ask. So when the human resources folks get to this conference, they're expecting to speak to folks that do what you do they want to talk to groups like yours to find out hey we're we're right. either trying to get off the of paper or we've been on this particular platform for a period of time and we're we're wanting to try to evaluate and see if we can improve on some things and they're coming specifically a lot of the time in those types of conferences to talk about those very very things right? correct so yeah. it's kind of like a trade show where you have a booth and there's a bunch of other people like you that have booths and that kind of thing yes exactly so how do you uh what what, what colored foam ball do you hand out <laughs> 
Like, what, yeah, what, <laughs> what do you guys do to get them in your booth? Well, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, we <laughs> Everybody's all got their little tchotchke right? pieces, right? Yeah, exactly. Little, little do the headphones like, or the step counter? Come get some tchotchke. Well, you know, we, we, we've actually got some cool things. Uh, one of the things which is really interesting, and I, and I call it kind of, a, it's a, it's like the uh, the bug zapper light, right? we got sure. these little blinky light <laughs> buttons that just seem to draw people to our booth. And it, it's really, it's nothing but. But it's hard to get a substantive conversation with somebody at those things and, and anywhere else for that matter uh, without, you know, them feeling like you're giving them an elevator pitch. Grab well, and dash the blinky light. Right? Yeah, well, right. you know, that's wait, don't go. Wait, uh, we do. <laughs> there, there's a conversation to go with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you do get some of that. You're always going to get your tire kickers, right? right? They're, they're not interested necessarily in what, what you I have like to that offer. Tire kicker, I like that. Yeah, you know, they're, they're more or less, hey, what kind of freebie stuff do you have that you're handing out? Sure. And, and that's fine. You know, here, here you go, take it. I have 5,000 of these, right? It, exactly. It's less for me to have to pack up and take back, <laughs> yeah. you know, but. Uh, the, you know, the people that are truly looking, they're going to stop and have a conversation with you. And, and those are the ones you really want to talk to anyway. You know, the tire kickers, that's fine. Uh, they want to take that little freebie thing and they want to take maybe a little bit of literature. At some point, somewhere down the line, they're probably going to have a project that's sure. going to pop up. And it's nice to at least have that information they can they can sit there and sure. reach out to do us. Do you do a lot of these different conferences? Or? Well, there's like I said, there's three major ones that we okay. do. The APA, the American Payroll Association, the SHRM. Uh, which is Society of HR Management and HR Tech. And then we can do some regional ones as well. Uh, APA has uh, regional ones as well as uh, the SHRM. Sure. And you really kind of have to judge, uh, it, it, you know, is it, is it worth my time and, and resources and funds to, to attend things like that? And sometimes it is. Do you find that there, when the client is talking to you, there there tends to be kind of a, a typical set of problems or, or items that they're trying to solve when they're looking for you know a, a enterprise product like what you offer? Yeah, absolutely, CW, and it could be anywhere from they're trying to tie into other systems, legacy systems such as an HRIS system, uh, which is a human resources information system, or a payroll system, or a billing system. They might be trying to to do some piecemeal and tracking. You know, how long does it take to make this widget right here? Uh, because if they need to bill X amount of dollars to a particular client, same thing with the project, sure. project management. Uh, they, they might be wanting to do reporting. And as you had mentioned, uh, the folks from Entropy with the, the ACA or the Obamacare, you know, you've really got to, there's the, there's a real importance now with needing to manage part-time workers because the definition for oh, part-time yeah, workforce yeah. has changed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so if they reach a certain number of hours that they're working in a week, all of a sudden now they're considered full-time employees. Well, how do you track that? You know, it's a, that's a big issue. The other question I would ask about, you know, that on that same vein is, you know, obviously a savvy client that may have come in and they had some experience and they knew particular areas to try to drill down on in a company. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you actually know some areas or questions that you could ask for a business leader to say, how are you handling this? How are you tracking that? And you might actually be able to uncover some real potentials that, that they're they, not even thinking they didn't about. Even think about. Yeah. They didn't even realize necessarily that they could capture either a significant, you know, hang on to the revenue that they're losing out this window. Well, uh, you mean I can fix that? <laughs> so, so, do you? How often do you find that that by getting a conversation with uh, an HR person, for example, that you're actually able to identify potentials that they could really significantly benefit? from uh, the product that you're offering. That, that's a very good point, CW. And that is something I, we, we can bring to the table because we work in a lot of different industries. We're, we're, we're not uh, industry specific. It's pretty much industry agnostic. 
And I, we can bring best of breed and, and uh, as, as far as best tactics and what some of the other companies are doing within that particular industry that they may not even have thought about. They might be going, hey, we just need to try and manage overtime or, you know, we've got uh, all these part-time employees. And, and then you can sit there and start talking to them about other aspects like, hey, have you thought about X or have you thought about Y? And they go, oh, no, can your system do that? Well, absolutely. So it, it, sure. it, you know, provides additional benefit for them that may, they may not have initially been looking for. Well, on top of this, too, a lot of companies have their own infrastructure already in place. I mean, you've got to play nice with all that stuff, too, right, I mean, with, with their current technology. So tell me a little about the challenges there and how uh, your product uh, kind of um, – you don't have to retrain them on how to do everything. you just got to fit yours into what they already have going right, on. Right, exactly. Uh, one of the things that really helps us is we're a, a gold-certified Microsoft uh, application development partner. So – you know, Microsoft is very ubiquitous in the business world, right? People pretty much know Microsoft right. products and how to use them. So ours is very similar and, and kind of a look and feel. So it's intuitive it, to them. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the the training or the ramp up is, is much slower. The other thing is it's a highly configurable system, which means that it's rules driven. So you, you create these parameters as far if as then kind of. Absolutely. And what that does is it empowers these organizations to be able to make changes themselves That's within the system. Ask. So they don't have to necessarily bring you in if they want to kind of tweak a little bit some of the settings, if you will, or right. the rules that flow. They can actually go in and do a, an admin panel of, independence. Some, of sorts right. to make yeah. some changes. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, as part of the whole setup and configuration and implementation process with them, we'll, we'll, we'll walk them through that. We'll train them how to do it. Uh, and and then we empower them to go ahead and make those changes if they want to, if they have a policy change within their organization. You know, the thing is, if they're not comfortable with it, they can always call our support group, which is uh, our, our support folks are internal to Novatime Technology. It's not an outsourced call center that we utilize at all. Uh, you know, one of the other things is that, uh, uh, you know, with our software, we really look at our clients as a partner versus uh, just somebody we're trying to sell a piece of software sure. to. So we, we look at a long-term relationship and, and wanting to make it as easy for them, even if they're transitioning from another system over to our system or going from a paper-based solution to an automated system. Is it ASP-based uh, application, or is it something that we're actually installing on our system or you know, hard installing it into our, our offices? So we have, we have two flavors of it. We have, and it's the exact same system, which is nice. Uh, we have what's called an on-premise, which means that it resides on the client servers at their location. And that's nice that they, they have the resources and, and and the uh, faculty in place to be able to support something like that. And then we also have the cloud or the SaaS solution okay. or the ASP, as you had mentioned. Uh, like I said, it's the exact same solution. So if, let's say, a client wanted to start out with the on-premise and then move over to the SaaS solution or the cloud solution, a very easy transition for them to do so. It's really just a matter of uh, changing over the databases. Uh, and what I, what I really see now more and more is the SaaS or the cloud solution. You know, sure. uh, companies mm-hmm. are doing away with with the internal resources. They don't want to have to manage servers and have a database administrator right. in right. place, well, things yeah. like that. Less yeah. for them to worry about. That's yeah. right. Yep. So where can folks go learn more about you guys? Well, we've got uh, our, you know our website, which is www.novatime.com. We're also on Facebook. We're also on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. Uh, we're pretty savvy when it comes to the social media <laughs> aspect of things. <laughs> So yeah, you can you can reach out. You can also reach out to me if you like. You know, I, I uh, manage the eastern region all the way from Nova Scotia down to the Caribbean, and I'm based oh, right here that's in Atlanta. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a it's, tough it, job. It is a rough job, I tell you. 
you know, I get to dress like this, and <laughs> <laughs> which nobody can see, but I've got uh, shorts and a tank top on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, obviously I'm always amazed by how fast our, our time flies, goes man. by. But, uh, you know, for you, just like we've done with our other guests, wh- what message would you really like to try to get out there to the listener who's a potential person that, that needs to achieve better efficiencies within their human resources and time tracking? What what would you you know want to leave them with before we go? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'd love for them to take a look at the Novatime solution. I, I always stress to people, do your due diligence, right? You know, if you're going out there and you're looking to change from uh, an existing system to a new system or go from a paper-based system, do your due diligence. What, you know, what is it that you're looking to try and accomplish? What, what pains or issues are you trying to alleviate? And then don't just take my word for it. We always want to, and we encourage uh, potential clients and existing customers, take a look at the software. Let's walk you through the actual software. I'm not going to give you a demo of a demo of a piece of software, but we're going to walk you through the actual solution itself. So provide us with some data. You know, what are the pain points that you're experiencing right now? Let's let's see if the system can actually handle it and alleviate these issues for you. So that's that's the key thing. You need to have a conversation. I mean, just like everyone else, you know, I find with a lot of good businesses, but especially with the guests we've had today, you got to consult. You got to talk about it, and you got to yeah. figure out that you know this isn't a panacea. We got to figure it out, and you know. In order to have a to really fix the problem, we got to have a conversation. Absolutely, it sounds like your business is also kind of relationship driven, not just sell my Absolutely. sell my product. You yeah. bought my product, thank you very much. Thanks for coming to my road. store, and here's the receipt. Right, right, very much so, very much so. Well, yep. it was great having you in. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, guys. Oh, no problem. What a great show, CW. Uh, I'm very it's glad been that uh, all of our guests were able to come out today. We're just running out of time. I wish we could keep talking, but I mean, this has been fantastic. That's right. We'll have to have we'll have to have them back guests. in. Absolutely, we have to come back anytime. And obviously, there's probably going to be some more to talk about. Absolutely. We we only scratched the surface, I can tell. Well, I'm Michael Lauer here for CW on Midtown Business Radio. Catch us next time. Thanks for tuning in.